You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible reminds us of this where it says that we are a royal priesthood in a chosen generation. I am super excited that you guys decided to join us today. We're going to be talking about pride, the spirit of pride. And I pray that this message blesses you powerfully this day. Let us say a quick prayer. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come before your people. I ask you, Father, to come into this message, to speak through me, Father, that the souls, the hearts, the minds of the people are touched. Father, I thank you, Father, that a shift takes place as this message goes forth. And I thank you that that spirit of pride is bound and that it is completely kicked out of the lives of your people so that we can receive everything that you have for us today. Let the hearts and minds be receptive to receive what it is that you're saying in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, thank you all definitely for tuning in. I'm excited to have the opportunity to come before you all. Really am, and I don't take this lightly. And so, um, you know, God had been talking to me about pride, about the spirit of pride. And I, I wanted to bring this message to us all because we have to understand um, the significance of dealing with this thing. And so before we get too far within this message, I want to kind of give a, a high level um, of the definition of pride, high, de- high uh, level, then we'll talk more about what Holy Spirit is saying about it. So according to dictionary.com's definition of pride, it says it is a high or an inordinate. It says an opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit, or superiority, whether as cherished in the mind or displayed in bearing conduct. It says a becoming of or dignified sense of what is due to one's self or one's position or character. It says a pleasure or satisfaction taking in something done by or belonging to oneself or believed to reflect credit upon oneself. I am emphasizing the oneself um, a lot because I'm, I'm going to get into that because I believe that is the underlying issue that causes a lot of people to fail. So, um, you know, when, I, when we speak about pride, um, it, it's good to have self-respect and self-esteem. And having pride in your work, which is awesome. But when we leave God out of the equation, that is where things can start to go astray. We have to understand that we cannot take God's credibility. And um, again, that's how a lot of issues happen and people begin to see their successes fail. They begin to see literally everything that they've worked for disappear. And so Holy Spirit reminded me also when talking about the spirit of pride, it means that you're not trusting God. I said, what? He said, not trusting God is pride. And I'm I'm like, how is that pride? And he says, because you are choosing to believe your own knowledge, strength, or security in yourself saying it can be trusted more than God can. It's saying, God, I can do a better job of looking out for my own life 
And it's actually holding on to a sense of control of your life and refusing to let go. It's having fear. And fear, again, means you are not trusting God enough and that you're actually believing to choose to trust in whatever's ailing you, the thought, the situation, etc. And you're having more faith in that thing. And so uh, God, God was showing me that fear is rooted um, in pride as well. I understand that this message may be a, a, you know, per se, a hard pill to swallow, maybe, you know, kind of hard to take in. But God wants us delivered of this spirit. You all I'm telling you, there's so there's so much more that God has in store for our lives. But we have to come before him with humility. We have to come before him, you know, as willing, yielded vessels, understanding who is who and understanding who we are with who we are within him. And so um, there's scriptures that I'm going to share, but we have to know that when we are going around very prideful, that spirit or that thing will have you going around thinking that you are God without God. It will literally have you thinking that you are greater than your teacher and have you thinking that you know everything and no one else can tell you anything. Have you ever been around that type of person and it irritates you, it irks you, you're like, I cannot do this. And, at, and, and when you do come in contact with those people where the person could be you, you have to begin to pray. You have to begin to pray that God begins to show them um, themselves and also that he helps you deal with whatever you need to deal with um, as well. And so the Bible says in Luke, 4, uh, Luke 640, it says the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. So that's what we have to keep in mind, because, again, pride can kill. Because you are uh, just looking out for yourself. If, if you're boasting yourself up and you're putting yourself on this pedestal and you're saying, I, 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 you're literally um, having to look out for yourself. But I want to ask you, if you have that mentality of I, 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 well, who's looking out for your back? You know, who's going to tell you when danger is coming? Who's going to alert you because you have such a dependence on yourself only? And so these are definitely simple examples, but I want us to get it. And so God wants us to get it as well. So we cannot take God out of any equation. We have to understand that God plus us, that's the majority. Like I say often, my dad, he says, God plus you, that that is the majority. And without God, the, the equation really does not exist. So we have to remember our foundation. The Bible talks about as well in Proverbs 16, 5, it says, everyone Um, that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. We have to listen to that. And it says, though they join forces, none will go unpunished. This is the word of God. And also, I want us to hear this. I want us to grasp this. Also, not obeying what God tells you to do or refusing to forgive a person can be rooted in pride as well. I want us to take a self-examination of our heart where we are because God wants us to have the best of everything in our lives. But are we keeping him from giving it to us by having pride and in and, and, and other things in there that's not, that's taking residence? And so God, you know, if God tells you, OK, give a person this or that thing and you say, no, I'm not doing that. Or maybe you say, OK, well, I'll give them less than what he said. You're really not trusting God. You're really not. You're acting um, as if you are the Lord over your own life or if you choose not to forgive a person based off of what they've done. We have to keep in mind what we've done previously before being saved. But what we do, you know, maybe on a daily basis, 
The question is, have we always been faithful? Are we faithful now? This is definitely a message of love. Anything that God gives me, I have to swallow, eat it. You know, I have to um, take, you know, take uh, take it first or recognize it first, and then I can share it with you all. But this is a message of love because God loves us so much. He is sharing this content with us so that we truly can change again to receive what he wants us to have. Because when... Things change, and when we obey what God is telling us, we can then begin to see God results happen in our lives. Another reminder that we need God to do it all is the Bible says, I can do all things in Philippians 4.13 through Christ who strengthens me. It didn't say I can do all things through Erica that gives me strength. We have to, you guys, and, and it may sound funny, but this is, this is, this is truth. This is stuff we need to hear. We have to have a foundation to stand on, to live on. We can't, our foundation is not us. It's not just us. We need something that is greater, that is bigger than us. And understand, even in the Bible, it talks about how we have to build on a solid foundation. Of course, when a storm comes, that our, our houses or whatever it is, is still standing because our foundation is sure. God is our foundation. What we do have to understand is keep the right perspective in mind, understanding that we are a representation of God in this earth. We are the, some people may say the little G's, the little G-O-D, but not the ultimate G-O-D. We are the manifestation of God. He does live in us, but we have to understand that even though we can do as God does because he empowers us to do it, we cannot get the big head or forget our assignments. We are led by his spirit and it is his spirit that strengthens us and that allows us to be where we are. So I really want um, to share this because I had, you know, even shared that God was going to allow some greater breakthroughs to happen and, and, and certain things to happen to people to have different types of elevation and, and even receive the things that you've been praying for. But if we're not careful, when we get those things, we could forget to say, God, thank you. We could forget to um, the process of, of how we got there, how we obtained that or who was good to us to get that thing. And we cannot do that because when God can trust us with what he gives us, guess what? He'll continue to give us more. And so um, in John 15, it talks about us being connected to the vine, the true, the true vine. And it says that we are the branches. I'm going to read this in John 15, one through four. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does not bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. It says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. You guys, if this isn't clear, honestly, as the sky is blue, clear as day, I really don't um, know any way to break this down. He, God, Jesus literally just told us our success comes from being in him. This is what this is saying. It, it literally is telling us, telling us that as we remain in him, he's in us, we are in him. We're literally going to be able to ask what it is that we will. And God is, he, 
He takes pleasure. He's glorified as those things manifest because we are remaining in him. We're not forgetting that. So we are in God. Our lives are in God because of what Jesus Yeshua did. We have the freedom that we have today, the blessings that we have today, you guys, the peace that we have today. And so God really desires for us to understand that truly we could do nothing without him. And if we get to this point that we are sitting here to earth to fulfill our assignments, then we should be able to humbly, we should be able to humble humble ourselves immediately. See, we're not here, we're not sent to earth to bring, you know, a, uh, a big name to ourselves alone, but we're here to remind others why our names are even on a platform and to tell others what God has done for us. And that right there will encourage them to let them know that what God can do for them. What is your testimony? Have you shared it or do you keep it to yourself because you want to, because God allows us to have all these choices. He allow, he don't force us to do anything, but he is wanting us. He is desiring for us to be able to allow him to use us for his name's sake, for his glory. We're always going to get the upper hand when we do that. We have to understand that. So pride, it can really keep us from moving higher in life. It could cause us to even delay the blessings that God has for our lives. And it could even cause you to lose your life or your position. And so pride can cause you honestly to lose everything. And again, this is not like you can't have pride in your work. You can't, uh, it's, it's not saying that like don't honor your work. No, you could honor hard work, but it's saying don't leave God out of the equation. You know, uh, you, you, uh, treat people with kindness, you know, and, and understand that it is God that has given you the blessings and it wasn't, you didn't do it on your own, a hundred percent merit. Like God helped you get to where you are. So no matter how you go, how high you go in life, if you become a trillionaire, understand that God is saying, I trust you with this. I trust you with this, that you are literally going to establish my kingdom here. You are literally going to do what I ask you to do so that the expansion of the kingdom really is in the earthly realm. And so we have to understand that also pride can cause you again to lose everything. But pride is also a part of, if you guys have heard the spirit of the Leviathan and also the Python spirit that comes to manipulate you to believe that you are God, that you are the big G. You know, I understand we're representations of God, but it makes it that spirit will again make you believe you don't need God. You don't need help. And, um, and so we have to understand that we are, again, we didn't make ourselves, but we are part of him. Psalms 133, it says, know that ye the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You guys, it says that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So if we belong to God, we need to take, you know, um, instructions from God. We have to think about that. So if God created us, if, if an inventor creates something, um, it's not just, it's not for the invention just to, to take pleasure in it a hundred percent. you know, it, for instance, a can opener is not made for the can opener. <laughs> it's made for the inventor and other people, um, like it that the inventor allows to use it, you know? And so we have to understand our function. We have to understand our purpose, our meaning in life. And then we can fulfill what God is telling us to fulfill. And, and then of course, God gets the glory from that. So daily we should be honoring God. 
God, thank you as we wake up with whatever you have. Lord, thank you. And if you've dealt with the spirit of pride, if you've dealt with um, haughtiness or, um, you know, things that you know are not right, when you begin to show gratitude, when you begin to um, have an open heart, allow God to really use you, you're going to start to see change happen in your life. You really, really will. Because as we acknowledge God, we praise him, we worship him. That's when more things can happen. And so understanding again that we did not choose ourselves as John 15, 16 talks about. It says you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. That whatsoever you ask of my father in my name he shall give it to you. So this is another part of the scripture we read earlier, but it's just a reminder that we didn't choose ourselves, you guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue reiterating this throughout this message because we need to understand that. And some people may say, oh, if you, if you feel irritated while listening to this message, God can be speaking to you. And so again, this is a, mer- a, a message of love and God is saying, I want to help you. And so again, um, when we talk about, uh, the spirit of pride. And I kind of mentioned a little, little bit earlier, but we talk about the spirit of, of pride. It's, it's pretty much saying you're doing everything in your own strength. And again, I wanted to talk about this. It's believing that you could treat people anyway, because you have some type of authority, you have some type of position, you know, and understand we're, we're given positions to be a light. So for instance, if God has allowed you to be a supervisor at some type of human service um, organization and people come in and you're picking and choosing based off of whatever, not even regulations or not even whatever it is, but you're saying, I'm not going to help that person. You really got to check your heart to see where that's coming from because pride is selfish and understand we have to have the heart of God. We're not perfect, but we do need to show love and then God can literally expand our territories. And so, um, so we have to understand this as well. Pride can make you focus on only what you did. And we, again, we're a vessel and God is the power source. I'm going to keep giving you scriptures. Second Corinthians four, seven, it says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not of us. Um, you guys, I'm going to read this scripture again, because this scripture alone can cause your whole life to elevate because you literally, we literally can have a heart of humility just from taking this scripture in. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not of us. Again, we can do dot, 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 whatever it is, because God empowers us too. And so I'm going to get into some more scripture. Um, So David understood this is why. David understood, you know, God empowered him to do whatever it was. And that's why he constantly worshiped God. He constantly went back and he would seek God. He knew that he could only do because his glass was full of God, God's presence, God's power. He knew where his power, where his favor, where his protection came from. This is also why Jesus constantly, it wasn't an accident when in the New Testament it talked about, 
Jesus when he was with his disciples and he constantly left and went away. This is why, because Jesus constantly spent time with his father alone because he understood that's where you are rejuvenated, that because that is where the source is. And so we have to know that a cell phone doesn't work continuously for a year without being connected to the, the power source or battery pack. At some point, it's going to stop working. The same with us, our battery pack, our source is God. He recharges us. And this is why if we feel, this is why we can feel irritated um, at times when we go a long time without praying, without paying attention to our source. Our batteries will get low and even die at times, but then we'll still try to move on E. We'll still try to move on empty. And God is saying, I want to refill you. I want to charge you. I am your source, your unlimited source. I don't, I don't run out of whatever it is. We tap out at times. We get tired and all of that, but our source does not. And so you don't have to do life alone. And sometimes people, you know, sometimes people have pride because they want people to think they're strong and macho or whatever it is. And they don't want to ask for help or whatever. But we were not put here to do life alone. If we were put here to do life alone, it would just be us. Like we're put here amongst other people with families or whatever it is. And, and God allows us, of course, to have that relationship with him to understand that we need each other. We need God. We are not here to do life alone. So I'm going to share these scriptures. I want to talk about King Hezekiah's story, though, in 2 Chronicles 32, 24 through 31. And it says, in those days, Hezekiah was sick to the death and prayed unto the Lord. And he spake unto him and he gave him a sign. It says, but Hezekiah rendered not again, according to the benefit unto him for his heart was lifted up. Therefore, there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. It says, notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself. Read that again. Notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart. It says, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord came not upon them in the days of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah had exceeding, exceedingly uh, much riches and honor. And he made himself treasures for silver and for gold and for the precious stones and for spices and for shields and for all manner of the pleasant jewels. It says storehouses also for the increase of corn and wine and oil and the stalls of all the manner of beasts. And it talks about the flocks and it says, moreover, he provided him cities and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance for God had given him substance very much saying he was very rich, very wealthy. He had a lot, but he said his heart was lifted up and he became ill and he had to humble himself. Then it says this same Hezekiah also stopped the upper water course of Gion. Um, and it says brought it straight down to the west side of the city of David and Hezekiah prospered in all of his works. It says, Howbeit in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that had been done in the land, God left him. Hmm. God left him to try him that he might, that he might know that all that was up in his heart. That whole passage it's, it speaks volumes. This is a great example. It talks about a person with a lot, a person with a lot. He had a position called by God, but he had got, he had pride in his heart. He had a, 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 his heart was lifted up. And then it said, God left him to try him and he became sick and he humbled himself. And it says, listen, God will show us with what's in our heart. 
to save us. These scriptures are saying that um, King Hezekiah's heart was, uh, again, lifted up. It was prideful, had a lot of things, but we can't forget God. And uh, we can't forget God because he blessed him with those things. And I love how it said eventually King Hezekiah humbled himself. And it said not only for him, but it said for the people that he was ruling, ruling with, the people that he was over. We have to understand that our humility is going to help not only us, but it's going to help those who are connected to us. Our obedience and humility literally can be connected to our family's next breakthrough, next blessings. So I want to read this right here. I want to read this about Lucifer Fall. I don't hear this read a lot, but I want to read this. Um, Holy Spirit showed me this years and years ago. I don't know how many years ago, but it was over 10 years ago. He showed me this, woke me up. And um, I'm just going to read this part. If when you guys get a chance, go to Ezekiel 28 talks about being prideful. And then um, I was going to read the whole passage, but I'm going to start at verse 12, 28, verse 12. Um, And then we're going to go from there. But it says, son of man, take up a limitation, lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, thus saith the Lord, thou sillest up up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. It says thou has been in the Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The Sardis, it says topaz and the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, jasper, sapphire, the emerald. It talks about the carbuncle and the gold, the the, um, workmanship of your tablets. It says of the pipes were prepared in thee from the day that thee were created. Listen. And it says, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And it says, I have set thee so. And it says, thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thy, wa- thy has walked down in the midst of the stone of the fire. Thou was perfect in all of your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in thee. It says, by the multitude of the merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. It says, thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of brightness. It says, I will cast thee to the ground. He fell like lightning. That's what, you know, that, that is the reference. But it says, I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled the sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It will devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all of them who behold thee. It says, all that they, all that they may know, the people that um, be astonished at thee, that they would see and um, that you would be a terror and never shall you be any more. You guys, I want you guys to go back and read Ezekiel 28 because that says a whole lot. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and haughty spirit before the, the fall. Haughtiness is scornful pride, snobbishness and arrogance. Remember, you are because of God. You are, we are because of God. We cannot take his presence. If we keep that in mind, God is going to elevate us. He really is going to elevate us. Matthew 23, 12, it says, for those who exalt themselves will be humble and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Listen, God is trying to get us to see if we seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness and all things are going to be added. Matthew 6, 33. He wants the best for our lives. 
We don't have to hoard his glory. We don't have to trick people like we're higher or better than anybody else. Just humble yourself. Ask God to help you. I just want to quickly say this prayer that we're going to end. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for helping those who are dealing with the spirit of pride, who are who need help, who want help. They may secretly need help, and it may have rooted from some situation. Father, I ask you to heal the root of that thing, that that thing can no longer take residence in their lives. I ask you to forgive them of their sins and that you literally make them new so they can be used for you. You guys, I pray this bless you powerfully and re- The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with airy.